0: Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 3, Episode 16, The Spoilers. The original air date for this episode was March 14th, Pi Day, 1988. It was directed by Michael Vahar. This is his fourth of 17, including the Treasure of Atlantis uh, TV movie. And it was written by Stephen
1: Candell. Um, why don't we discuss this episode in brief? In this episode, MacGyver and a local mountain man work together to bring down a chemical waste company.
0: Right, and that local mountain man is Randall Tex Cobb. Yeah. Who, um, when we touched on crossovers between the casts of MacGyver and Big Trouble in Little China and The Golden Child, mm-hmm. um, he appeared in that uh, in the three-way Venn diagram that we made. Yeah. Uh, because he actually. Uh, shows up as one of the bodyguards of the Golden Child in uh, in that movie. So uh, he's he plays like kind of a, an idiot guard. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the one that's like fascinated when the kid is able to resurrect the butterfly in the room that they're keeping him trapped in.
1: I mean, You've definitely seen him in a bunch of other things. Yeah, like yeah. He, he's got that really gravelly voice. He's a big guy. At the
0: beginning of Ace Ventura, he's the one who kidnapped a dog that ends up chasing Ace out of the building right. and smashing off his... Uh, his rearview mirror. Um, he also played uh, Ben Dover, which is one of the characters in Fletch Lives, which is <laughs> one of the worst sequels of all time. Um, and my favorite role of, from him is probably the the biker from Raising Arizona. Right.
1: Yeah. That's probably one of his more 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 iconic.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But so he's out walking his dog in the snow. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, MacGyver is also in the area. He's uh, taking water samples. Uh, because there've been uh, what he describes as strange trace elements have been found in the water supply lately.
0: Right, and he says something about being relatively close to home, which mm. leads me to believe that he's talking about Minnesota, not Los Angeles. Given this, right. So I'm I'm guessing he's somewhere in back in in uh, his home state area.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, so uh, Randall Tex Cobb is is portraying Earthquake Toberman. Yep. Um, and he's walking his dog. And uh, then we see a truck pull up mm-hmm. from Alomesa Chemicals,
1: right? And it's it, and they just just start unloading it into a creek. Yeah, and it's the craziest pink sludge, toxic waste ever.
0: And of course, my first thought watching this is like, oh my god! Like the production of this film is as bad as the people that they're portraying. Um, but then, I, when I was looking at uh, the IMDb uh, frequently asked questions for this episode. There's a bizarrely specific answer to exactly what they're dumping here. Um, I'm assuming someone from the actual production went in and and filled in this information, but they explained that rhodamine WT dye was used. um, And I'll just just read it exactly. Um, Just enough dye was used to create the color that was needed for shooting. The dye was supervised by an environmental engineer from BC Research and also approved and observed by the Department of Fisheries and Oceans. One challenge that faced the use of the dye was the need to produce the color required by the director, while not resulting in any observable impact in the Seymour River. So I guess the Seymour River is the mm-hmm. one that they're using for this.
1: When they say BC, scene. they mean British Columbia. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but I mean, it's enough of the chemical that you can see the color, oh, even yeah. in this, even in like the the streaming of it, not, right. not just in the dumping, but you see it in the water in the river where MacGyver is a little bit downstream.
1: Right, and and like because MacGyver's like taking up water samples in like a little vial and like you know shaking it around and kind of looking at it yeah but then it, when, when the actual chemical is like he just he just like instantly notices like that it's pink yeah it's he doesn't completely... need a vial
0: he's just like oh my god all the water just changed color instantly
1: yeah. uh, and he put his hand in it yeah and uh because we know that's really bad because the dog drinks just a little bit of... yeah
0: it's like a tiny sip and <laughs> and uh poor buddy
1: yeah it just he just starts starts gagging and hacking and then just lays down and dies. And... Although
0: this dog looks like it may have been on his last legs anyway. <laughs> um, but this is the, I think the third dead dog this season. I
1: know! Oh my gosh, this season is just not good for dogs. It's rough. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get it.
1: But you found the silver lining. <laughs> Alright, we
0: found it. The silver lining was on the first dead dog from uh, Killzone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Toberman obviously very distraught about the dog but i guess just heads up the mountain just to to the towards the source yeah he like like,
0: he determines immediately that someone's poisoning this water and he's going to go tackle them yeah he's terry tate linebacker that's how he
1: solves all of his problems someone's poisoned the water uh so earthquake uh reaches the truck where the two men um the truck driver's. One of them, we only get to his, like, one name is Grade. Right. And the other truck driver, uh, Charles LaFond, uh, they're they're the ones dumping the, the waste. And when Toberman sees them, he just runs up, tackles one, and then just completely lifts him up off the ground. Yeah. While the other one, uh, Grade, gets a shotgun and, uh, like, takes aim. And I can't tell if, like, the snowbank got in the way of... Yeah,
0: it looks like it did, but... Not all of it. It yeah. didn't block all of the blast.
1: Yeah, so it was still enough for it to, to wound Toberman and force him to drop Lafon to the ground. Yeah. And during the scuffle before, um, uh, Toberman had managed to rip off Lafon's mask because they're wearing, like, hazmat kind of gear. Right. And uh, so he got actually got a look at who he was. Yeah. And so they just, uh, with Toberman down from the shotgun wound, they just hop back in the truck, and they're still like dumping as they're driving away. Right, yeah, Chemicals just still, dumping like, in the street, pouring out. Uh, so they're pretty easy to follow, but given the fact that it's a bright pink trail,
0: um, and I guess they did have uh, aside from the masks, they had a precaution against being identified on the road uh, in the form of magnetic signs that were printed right. up and and stuck to the sides of their truck instead of just having an unmarked truck, yeah, which yeah. I would probably do. They have signs all over the truck that say Alamesa Chemicals, but that's not a real company, or at least it's not the name of their actual
1: company. Right, and they had covered up the uh, radioactive uh, material signs with just flammable signs.
0: Right, and so they stop a ways down the road and pull all the signs off because apparently they're home free, even yeah. though there's still a hose hanging out of the back of their truck.
1: Yeah, it. it I don't quite get the...
0: The urgency to take off your disguise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so MacGyver ends up running up just kind of in the aftermath of, of the tussle and tries to, you just see him run up onto the road and then he, he heads towards Toberman to try and figure out what exactly happened. Mm-hmm. But Toberman doesn't know who he is and thinks he might be involved with the dumpers. Right. So he takes like a giant stick like he's going to beat MacGyver to death with it. Mm-hmm. MacGyver has to talk him
1: down. And then uh, when MacGyver needs to like get a look at his leg, you know, guy, of course, pulls out his trusty Swiss Army knife, which Toberman against also yeah, takes it, as a
0: Yeah, a threat.
1: Um so he, he hands Toberman the knife and says, like you cut open your leg so he, yeah so we can look at it. Yeah. And I guess it must have not been too bad because uh, like they didn't have He to doesn't really,
0: really yeah, react to it any, any further in yeah. the episode.
1: Um and uh, you know, they, he wasn't like pulling out uh, buckshot or anything like that. Right, yeah. I'm wondering yeah. if it was like rock salt or something. Oh, it could have been. Uh uh, but uh, uh, it whatever the wound is, it's it's bad enough that he needs he needs attention, but he doesn't want to go to a doctor. Right. He doesn't want to go to the city. He says, I don't like the city. Yeah. Um and then they killed my dog. <laughs> <laughs> he he's he's a man of few words in these scenes. <laughs> uh uh so MacGyver kinda helps him bury the dog and he tries to convince Toberman to come with him. Back to the Phoenix Foundation to help
0: identify the people because he says he got a good look at, right. at one of the
1: two guys, but he's not interested. He says he's fought his wars.
0: Right. Uh, we get plural. little little flashes of his Vietnam experience, mm-hmm. which some of it seems like it was shot for the episode, and then other pieces of it seem like from like a movie or definitely some yeah. from something else that they had the property rights to. But I, I couldn't find any. Evidence of what those came from.
1: Yeah, because there, there's some scenes with, like, helicopters and explosions. Buildings exploding yeah, and stuff, there, and it's like, some...
0: this is not... They didn't blow up a building for a half-second shot in MacGyver.
1: Yeah. Or did they? <laughs> oh,
0: maybe. This episode went way over budget.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's season three, you know, it's like... There's a certain...
0: whole Vietnam scene that we cut out.
1: Uh, So, back at the uh, chemical company, uh, they were, you know, they returned with the, the truck and they... Let the owner of the company, Martin Farber. Right. They let him know about the situation. Like a guy spotted one of us. He got to look at our truck. So he tells them to burn all the all the material related to that to the fake company. Like right. their uniforms, the truck signs. Get rid of all of it.
0: Even though we saw when they took the signs off of the truck that he just throws them in the street before yeah. they drive off. But they somehow must have gone back and recollected them because they end up in a barrel later. You're right. Intending to be burned at some point.
1: But not yet, right. for some reason. Even though he explicitly told them to, to do it now. Yeah,
0: immediately. Um, the actor who plays Martin Farber here is William S. Taylor, who uh, was the prison psychiatrist in The Watchmen. Mm. Um, the one that uh, Rorschach calls fat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he's also the, the Navy secretary in Pixels. Did you see that one?
1: <laughs> I haven't seen Pixels yet.
0: It's it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's still pretty terrible. But yeah. it's it's kind of fun and then uh, he plays one of the the riot singers in Hot Rod.
1: Uh, I haven't seen Hot I Rod still yet. Haven't seen Hot yeah, Rod. Josh oh keeps saying gosh. like oh we got to watch Hot yeah, Rod. We'll do that. I need to, you know what I need to like put that in the Linux queue.
0: And uh, William S Taylor also comes back as Captain Frank Walker in season 4 episode 7 Deadly Dreams, mm-hmm. which is one letter off of being Frank Welker's name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for that. That's just
0: a- just in case anyone was curious how to spell Frank Walker. Just, or Frank Welker.
1: Uh, just, just spell Frank Welker, but instead of <laughs> an E... Just change
0: the E to an A, and you got it. Right on. Uh, <laughs> Frank Welker's great.
1: When, when, you're, when you're confused between the famous voice actor for, like, 40, 50 years... And, and the a captain from a random episode <laughs> of MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Farber informs, like, his second-in-command, a guy named Dorman, to just, just kind of do a workup on Toberman, just yeah. in case, because...
0: Whose name they know... Yeah. Somehow. somehow, I guess they just asked around. Like, does anybody know like a seven foot tall hermit doofus with a dog,
1: <laughs> or or he used to have a dog?
0: Yeah, he had a dog up until today. Anybody know who I'm talking about?
1: Possibly a zombie dog now. It, his name is Earthquake Doberman. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to put a file together. Yeah. Uh. But immediately, like Doberman, Doberman. <laughs> <laughs> Doberman. <laughs> He's got a dog. He's got the dog. I'm so, I'm still the dog's, dog's name should have
0: been Earthquake Doberman, <laughs> even though it's very clearly not a Doberman.
1: Uh, earthquake is then immediately seen on a city bus, right? Like heading into town. Like he didn't take any convincing. Like we didn't see him thinking about it. Yeah, they or... didn't wear
0: him down. There was no montage of conflict. It was just, ah. Uh, yeah, I'll do I good. guess I'll go. I'll go. Um, so we, we move to Pete and MacGyver in an office mm-hmm. talking with the Phoenix Foundation attorney. Yeah. Um, who is... The the character's name is... Uh, Karen, Matsuga. Karen Matsuga. The actress is Emily Kuroda, who played Mrs. Kim on Gilmore Girls. Mm. Um, and she's basically trying to make their case for them, but she says without this particular eyewitness testimony that they're not going to get much done. Right,
1: and, and even though they know that the chemical company has... Uh, mob connections through Farber, and that uh, interesting that Farber is like a Harvard law graduate. Yeah, like yeah. he's like a really intelligent kind of villain. Yeah, uh, which is cool because like usually I feel like most of these villains are just like like petty thugs or 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 scam artists or something like that. Like this is like they're they're letting him know this guy's not just dangerous but he's intelligent. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, but just as they're kind of like feeling bad that there's no way they can go after him earthquake just bam blows yeah, through the door
0: wanders into the rum <laughs> he doesn't like going to the city but when he does he knows exactly which office to burst into
1: <laughs> he's just been bursting into offices yeah. all day <laughs>
0: that's true i didn't think about that he's just been leaving kool-aid man and <laughs> offices all day
1: he's like the juggernaut running just yeah <laughs> crashing through all the walls
0: on toberman
1: <laughs> uh so he agrees to testify and uh, but first they need to get the evidence so they decide to Tober, Toberman and Mac decide to to infiltrate the Chemco company yeah to because uh oh i we should go back just a little bit because yeah yeah, yeah. um the the reason they, they were able to determine who the company was was based on the analysis of the samples that MacGyver had taken yeah that there were only two companies that produced that kind of waste and one cleaned it up in house but the other hired out a company, and that was Chemco. Right. So they don't—they weren't sure if they were the ones doing the dumping, because the, the, the other. Because when they
0: bring it up, Toberman even says, "Well, the signs on the trucks said Alameda." Right. Yeah.
1: And uh, and the other company that's claiming that they do their own cleaning up could still be.
0: Right. Yeah. It could, could be, still be. They've dumping. narrowed it down to two possible suspects. Right.
1: So uh, their plan is to infiltrate, infiltrate Chemco and just kind of like snoop around. He's got a MacGyver's got a, like an electronic nose, uh, like a detector for the specific type of chemical that was used.
0: Yeah, which is kind of like what um, what Van uses in uh, Dana Barrett's apartment at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little pump that he has. I mean, I'm it doesn't sure look you're... anything like it, but that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be testing for gases.
1: I mean, are you sure you're using that thing? Or... I...
0: I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Either I have a ghost in my apartment or I'm completely crazy. Yeah. I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel so much better.
1: I'm so excited for the new movie. Yep, me too. Um, so as they uh, they pull up to the front gate of this place, uh, my guy versus guy the line, got a hot load for you.
0: Got a hot load.
1: <laughs> and the guy's all, what? Hot load. He brings it around, <laughs> brings it around, this, <laughs> brings it around this box. They just got a big radioactive like. Yeah. He, like, all-
0: tries to hand it off to a guy. He's like, what? No, uh, just stick it in there.
1: Yeah, stick it in. <laughs> get
0: away from me, Excelsior.
1: <laughs> and uh, so he says, where do I need to go? And so that's how they kind of get access to the grounds. Right. And uh, and they
0: just happen to wander into the room with a barrel with all of the signs that they pulled off of the truck. Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: MacGyver's got his, like, his little detector, and it, it points them to this very, very tight-looking door that doesn't seem like any kind of radiation would have gotten through it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, so they find the gear and they find one of the signs, um, but in order to protect themselves from the radiation, even though they're not currently, (laughs) uh, MacGyver removes uh, some of the lead padding from a vest, right? And wraps up the sign in it.
0: The sign is radioactive.
1: Yeah, the sign is radioactive. That's weird. Uh, What like?
0: Is it radioactive because Toberman shot the side of the truck with the chemical?
1: That's the only thing I can think of, because otherwise it wouldn't have gotten radioactive. From just being on the truck. Yeah. Um, it must have gotten wet at some point. Yeah. That's weird. Um, and again, bring hammering the home the, the thing, why didn't you burn this stuff already? Yeah. Like, why, has why it, didn't you
0: set this radioactive thing on fire? <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, they, they, they take one of the, the signs, they roll it up. But as they're trying to make their, like, discreet getaway, Toberman... Sees Lafond and recognizes him, La and Lafond he can't help himself. Yeah, he just he, he not only tackles him, but tackles him through through a door. Yeah, and uh and so they're fighting on the ground. You killed my dog. Yeah, and MacGyver goes to help because another guy just comes out of nowhere with like a lead pipe, and he's gonna clobber Earthquake. Yeah, so MacGyver now has to like fend off Earthquake while he's fighting with Lafond. Yeah, um, and uh, that's when Dorman. Uh, who earlier had been tipped off that 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 there was people making a delivery and realized it was a suspicious delivery. Yeah. Um, he comes by with a shotgun, but they had already called the police as well, so he couldn't he couldn't just like unload on these guys and right. say that you know that they were trespassing or something like that. He has to save face with the police.
0: Uh, and the actor who plays Dorman here is Alan Lysell and this is his first of four MacGyver episodes. He oh, comes, nice. He comes back for Outsiders, Ceasefire, and Bitter Harvest. Which character is Owens?
1: Owens? In this episode?
0: Yeah, there's an Owens in here that's also in a bunch more MacGyvers, but I don't, I, don't, I didn't recognize the name when I was Owens. watching it.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it. Owens. Yeah, he doesn't have a picture.
0: Maybe the listeners can fill us in. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh,
1: and...
0: he shows up for Live and Learn and the Coltons. Oh, the Coltons. Okay, sort of the, like backdoor the, pilot. Yeah, the spinoff
1: yeah. Uh, episode.
0: Um, he also... <laughs> does a lot of voices for an animated series called the gadgetinis or gadget and the gadgetinis have you no, heard of this no i have not okay so Is it like
1: gadget babies
0: it's it's like gadget babies kind of in that okay so inspector gadget was a terrific show and then i guess in the late 90s or early 2000s they brought the show back with the entire original crew hmm. and different voice actors a, a couple different voice actors right, Don Adams would have yeah been don there. adams isn't there so we have maurice lamarche and we have a couple other people um, doing the voices. But it's instead of having um, Penny and and the dog as his sidekicks, he just has two robot inspector gadgets that are, like, tiny. <laughs> and they're called the Gadgetinis. <laughs> it just sounds terrible. Oh, man. But it's from the same people that made the original show, so maybe it's not as bad as it sounds. It just Weird. sounds really bad. Yeah, it sounds terrible. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Uh, whoever owens is in this episode did a lot of voices for that show there was 52 episodes of hmm. gadget and the gadgetinis
1: yeah I, I can't think of any other characters who who have speaking lines uh in this episode yeah oh except except for one of the the guys in the alley because this that's guy possible like, guy has got look like he's got some walking around money yeah
0: yeah, yeah maybe um one that, of those guys in the alley looks so much like eric lasalle
1: <laughs> but he's
0: not credited in the episode and, and he hadn't done a whole lot at the time. So it's possible that it's him, but just when you, when you see the fireworks going off and one of the guys starts to run away, it yeah. just looks like Eric LaSalle to me. Uh, but anyway, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. getting ahead of ourselves.
1: So um, as the, uh, as the police arrive, uh, Dorman tells Lafon to, to, to leave. So Toberman doesn't have a chance to accuse him in front of the police. Yeah, yeah. So the police are forced to also take him into custody. Yeah. But it was, I guess, enough information for them to identify him as an employee of the company and and get his name. Right. Yeah. Because uh, in the next scene, we're back at the foundation, and Pete's holding the radioactive sign. I guess it's in radioactive proof glass. Yeah, I I hope so. (laughs) Or it's been decontaminated. They put it
0: in a radiation suit so that it would protect them from the radiation.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's it's like, I mean, if they if they decontaminated it, you would seem you would lose the evidence. Yeah. Unless you just had, like, a lot of Yeah, you needed
0: to stay radioactive to prove that there was anything radioactive involved. Yeah.
1: Um, but I guess, like, the, the glass case is protecting them. Right. And they got the name of LaFond somehow. So, that now they have to go to a hearing. It's not a, an official court trial. And, and Toberman even says that. They're not a real court. It's like, yeah, but, you know, pizza, a fuse isn't a bomb either until you light it and then wait. And then it explodes. It's, it's like,
0: like, no, that is a bomb. What you're <laughs> describing is a bomb. If you just light a fuse that's not a bomb, then it just goes out and yeah.
1: reaches the end of the fuse. But uh, everything is dependent on uh, Earthquake's testimony. And we immediately cut, hard cut, to the hearing.
0: Yeah, which it's, is, it looks like the same room from from last week's, the of. Yeah, it kind Yeah, it, it really does. Yeah, I think it could be. Even though that was the Bay Area and this is Minnesota.
1: Yeah, and and Owens also, again, could be the the head of the... Oh, that's probably yeah. Speaking line, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we're we're seeing earthquake being sworn in, and uh, 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 Matsuga is you know asking him about IDing Lafond as the truck driver and the sign that they saw on the truck.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it it's really not a lot of information that they get, like yeah. from him. Um, the bad part comes when Farber cross-examines again his Harvard law and like he's i guess experienced in handling witnesses yeah, or badgering. Uh, yeah, oh my gosh, he he goes after him. He brings up uh, earthquake's military record that he had a, a
0: which sh- I think any like decent attorney would have been like objection relevance immediately. Yeah. Like unless he has a history of confusing one person for another, which he doesn't seem to.
1: Yeah. In fact, he's certain of of who he needs to go after when he yeah, needs to go after. Yeah. He them.
0: knows exactly what he's doing. Like Oh, he has a temper. So obviously, he's mistaking my client for someone else. So right. What is the how, what is the connection to mistaking people for other people? Like, right. He has a bad temper. I would too if someone killed my dog. Yeah. Just
1: because just because you've been court-martialed, if you witness a crime, it doesn't discredit you completely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, apparently, earthquake had uh, assaulted a uh, captain who basically was like a racist he, right. basically he was a racist his captain yeah, the
0: ra- the the captain basically told him that he couldn't see the woman that he was seeing while he was in vietnam right. it was a vietnamese woman right uh um, time
1: in i believe her he calls her
0: and i guess he had planned to marry this woman and the captain transferred him
1: right immediately like to the front lines like yeah. basically like a death sentence yeah and uh and so he never even got to say goodbye to her and by the time he had come back, she had been killed in a crossfire.
0: Yeah. But then the problem here is that that, as far as his inability to dissociate people from each other, is that it keeps flashing back and forth from their Japanese-American yeah. attorney to this Vietnamese woman. It's like, yeah. this is the first instance of him confusing one person for another. Right. It hadn't even happened until he was being cross-examined.
1: And uh, we also find out that the his nickname, Earthquake, came from... He had somehow used a landslide, created a landslide to escape some kind of situation yeah and uh so everyone called called him earthquake after that yeah awesome which is you. just
0: like i mean it's it's an interesting development for the for the character but it also plays no part in the story right like, why would you bother talking to him about that if you knew why and if you didn't know why then why even bring it up yeah. like,
1: I, I think people just i think it's just for the audience sake by like, the
0: way it's like we nicknamed this character earthquake because of this cool thing
1: he did yeah because of his past yeah yeah Uh, so yeah, he's, Toberman's now kind of a little distraught thinking about time in and he's upset that she died. And so that's when Farber pushes, pushes his button, says, did you kill her? And Toberman just leaps out of the chair and just starts trying to strangle him, but he restrains himself.
0: Yeah. He doesn't do it.
1: Um, but Farber's like, what going, Oh, he tried to kill me. He tried to kill me, but then doesn't do anything. Like he doesn't try to bring up charges or anything. He just, he just shouts it.
0: He's just like there. We've discredited the witness because if you accuse him of murdering his dead wife, right. he gets upset about it,
1: right, and uh, also, fiance, I guess. and also, there's evidence that that's not what happened,
0: right. But so, but, in keeping with the MacGyver series tradition of accepting guilt for someone's death, yeah, anytime you don't prevent it,
1: <laughs> so, yeah, because like the 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 hearing, uh, Quits for the day, like say they don't adjourn. Is it adjourn? When you, is it, adjourn seems final.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's
1: like they, they, they uh, take a recess or something for yeah. like a day, and uh, Toberman, yeah, it says, yeah, I did kill her, and Musica goes no they didn't. She, yeah. she, got killed. Yeah,
0: and he's like, no, no, that's not what happened. You, you were transferred, and you were in Cambodia when she was killed. Yeah. So you couldn't possibly have done anything. And then he seems so relieved, like, oh, that's right. I forgot I was in a different country. I didn't kill her.
1: Or did I? Ugh.
0: But one of the clips we we flash back to, I think a couple times, is him confronting his fiancé's family and asking, like, how did she die or mm-hmm. when did she die? Because even though he was the one that was in front lines, she was killed while he was gone.
1: Yeah. Um, we also get a lot of, like, flashes of him assaulting his captain. Right. Uh, like, he's got him up against a wall. Yeah. And apparently he only broke his nose. He didn't try to kill him. Uh, And uh, so Matt and Matsuga are going to go back to the foundation and kind of work on their next plan because Teddy didn't go well. Yeah. Like uh, Toberman may not be considered the most reliable witness, so they have to continue to go on with the other evidence that they have. Right.
0: I, I also, I forgot to mention one of my favorite lines is in this scene when mm. when he's giving his testimony as far as what he saw, and then he says, like, yeah, these guys were out there dumping toxics. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that he doesn't say toxins. He says toxics. It just makes it sound that much cooler.
1: Yeah, and, and like, when they're list- listing off the toxics, it's, like, it's like two carcinogens, like, one inflammatory like it's just like what <laughs> is that how you describe these things yeah it's like and then cesium what then? a then a very cesium, specific... just a
0: chemical <laughs> wouldn't that just explode when it hit water i don't know doesn't just... cesium have a volatile reaction to h2o i know i do hold on i'm gonna google this now
1: i know sodium does
0: i thought cesium did too i
1: think cesium is also what they use in the atomic clock
0: uh, it makes smoke I guess oh no it explodes nice cesium and water equals big explosion <laughs> number one YouTube result boom dang yeah if you dump that in the in the river you just blow up a bunch of fish
1: <laughs> just just a constant stream of explosion <laughs>
0: How lazy a name for their company is Chemco, by the way.
1: Oh, it's the. <laughs> well, it, it's like, I, like I made a lot of jokes during the watching of uh, Alex Mack, and like because it's just like.
0: What is the name of the chem- company in that?
1: The chemical plant.
0: <laughs> is it really called it's the, the chemical Paradise
1: Plan? Valley Chemical Company? <laughs> <laughs> really? And it's just like, oh, okay. Um, the
0: chemical company.
1: And uh, yeah, you know, she gets covered in, but she gets covered in GC one sixty one. Yeah, Daniel rough. Atron is looking for the child.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, our next podcast, by the way. Alex Mag? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many episodes of that were there? There
1: can't be more than less. There gonna be less than a hundred for sure.
0: Yeah, less than fifty, maybe.
1: I don't know. There, it seems did like it, it went on for it went on for a couple of seasons. Did but it, it really? Yeah.
0: I thought it was only like
1: one, maybe two. Because Jessica Alba appeared in at least one episode.
0: I thought she was like a recurring friend. I could be wrong.
1: It's been a. Long, I haven't watched it since its original airing. It was such a good show, though. Yeah.
0: That was the best part of, uh... Snick. Snick, yeah. I was gonna say the other one. Kablamswa. <laughs> that was, like, the long name for the block. Oh, okay. But, yeah, the S in Kablamswa stood for Snick, I think.
1: Yeah, that was also very lazy. <laughs> yeah. So, back to MacGyver, though. <laughs> um, so, uh um, Mac and Masuga head back to the foundation, or they're on their way back. So Toberman is just kind of like standing over a railing and contemplating some things. Yeah. And Lafond comes out of, just kind of starts walking up to him and says, "I got a present for you from Farber." And pulls out a knife. Yeah. And so while Toberman's kind of like fighting him off, Grade, the other truck driver, comes just up. Just says
0: like, "Yeah, we need to get, we need to end this now." Yeah. And he picks up Lafond.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And so, throws him
0: off the building.
1: Yeah, they 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 set it up to look like Toberman killed Lafon by throwing him off the building. Yeah, um, it's it's your classic like double cross. Yeah, but it was really unexpected, and,
0: especially for Lafon.
1: <laughs> and also um, act the like a legitimate body being thrown off a building. Like, I
0: want to know how they sold this to Lafon though. Like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're we're taking a recess. I want you to go and stab the the witness to death right. on this building right like grade will back you he up he was just like okay and they're not gonna this isn't gonna look bad for us if the witness is stabbed, stabbed to death And he's like no 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 we're gonna cover it up it's gonna be fine all yeah. right i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it because you said to do it and they throw him off the building
1: and i wonder if uh uh the guy who plays lafond uh did the stunt himself because i think he
0: did he's a large stunt yeah stunt exactly career. yeah
1: um and uh yeah so it's it's not like a dummy from uh from lost love yeah, tumbles yeah. down the elevator shaft.
0: yeah yeah no this is a real person getting thrown
1: <laughs> um, so the police immediately arrive on the scene because it is a courthouse right um and um
0: and Mac- macgyver and emily are down on the ground floor yeah the guy yeah hits they, the floor exactly and they look up and they see tober and he's like i didn't
1: do it and they're all wait right there and Toberman runs off. Yeah. How he gets out of the building, I don't know.
0: Yeah. The next scene we see, he's, like, already breaking into Kimco by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow he got the whole way away from them.
1: Um, and MacGyver also knew that he was heading straight to Kimco. Yeah. I guess to just bust some heads. Like, if he's going to prison, he might as well kill the guys who... I don't know what Toberman's plan was.
0: Yeah. And the actor who plays great is uh, Branscom Richmond, mm-hmm. who... Um, he played Harlow Winnemucca in three episodes of Tremors. Yeah. Uh, he played Bobby Sixkiller in a hundred and ten episodes of Renegade with Lorenzo Lamas, and uh, he also played one of the terrifying clowns in Batman Returns, as did uh, previous guest of the show Anthony Delongis, <laughs> and apparently he was the guard in Trumbo's World.
1: Yeah, like I saw I saw Trumbo's World on there. Is he
0: the one that pulls a gun on him when they first roll up,
1: and um, then he says, oh, "I don't shoot at him." Yeah, like it. It. It's so hard because like there's certainly not many speaking parts yeah for the the all the other people in trouble but i think he's just
0: one of those people that shuttles off
1: yeah like when, on the boats when really leaves. yeah uh so toberman is now sneaking into chemco and it's that now it's now nighttime so he's he's been on the land for at least like six hours and uh i guess the police never thought that he would go back to chemco for some reason yeah
0: don't beef up security for the missing fugitive who right. allegedly killed one of our employees today.
1: Exactly. Uh, so, but he sneaks in through a manhole, which was kind of like, <laughs> yeah. like, how did you know where this hole yeah, went?
0: <laughs> he, he's got an intimate knowledge of how to get into places.
1: I mean, I guess... You know, you, or
0: like like his, his uh, plan earlier, he's just been busting through manholes all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like four months later.
1: I mean, I guess like I was gonna like get kind of crazy here with like the Vietnam, like the tunnel systems in Vietnam. Yeah, 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 Like he's just like used to like crawling through these tunnels. Uh. Uh. But yeah, he figures out a way in, and and Grade has gone back to work after murdering his friend. He's just back yeah, in the company, just
0: back on the clock.
1: Um. And so Toberman sees him and and knocks him out really hard yeah like he brings him down and then you just get one of those like way up in the high fist drops yeah and you just know that his skull's actually been shattered but he's just been knocked unconscious I was
0: just thinking what if LaFon didn't die in the fall and he was on the ground just like grade through me it wasn't Toberman <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta make sure he lands on his head or else yeah, totally exactly. screwing yourself
1: yeah it's, it's the uh, the uh, dark knight you drop me from this side it won't kill me I'm I counting on it <laughs> <laughs> Oh Eric Roberts. Uh, so uh, yeah, he knocks out Grade and now Mac has also shown up, but Mac's trying to take a, like a, another discreet route into the building. Yeah. He's like climbing up on like pipe. Yeah, he's got the parkour entrance. Yeah. Um and uh he sees the 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 night security guard come across Grade's body and
0: he's not dead though. Yeah, he's not dead. He's just dead. been like punched once or something. Yeah, he
1: punched hard like and uh, and the guard had, had, sn- had walked through the, the building and passed underneath Toberman, who was doing the classic, like, hiding up in the ceiling. Yep.
0: An- uh, again, another trick Anthony DeLongis pulled off successfully yeah. in uh, The Assassin.
1: No one ever looks up. Yeah. That's just, that's just what you do. Don't do, do it. Um, so the, the next act opens up after the commercial, where uh, Farber has now been informed that Earthquake's on the premises, and so yeah. they're just saying, like, we'll, you know, start getting people out looking for them. They go to Seismograph out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing here. Uh, Earthquake uh, makes his way to Farber's office, and he thinks he's got the drop on Farber, but Farber just turns around with a shotgun. And, uh, like, two Because he
0: knew that they were coming, basically.
1: Yeah. McGyver still hasn't been caught yet. And he's still kind of lurking around the building. But his
0: plan was to let security take the night off so that Earthquake could get inside and just kill a minimal number of his yeah. employees. And then, uh, and then they would kill Earthquake and make it look like he had just launched an all-out assault on the company. Exactly. Yeah.
1: It's such a crazy plan because they bring in Grade... Yeah and they have got they've got So
0: I imagine if if Earthquake had killed Grade they would have just been like all right that's what we wanted you to do yeah. but since he didn't now they have to kill Grade
1: Exactly uh <laughs> so Grade's brought in and uh says, you know sorry, Grade it's just business it's like it's like he came in he killed you and we had to you know we had to kill him before he killed anyone else I was like congratulations Yeah <laughs>
0: Earthquake's line there is so great he's just like oh, well, congratulations, man, you just made the list, or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, number two on the hit parade. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, while MacGyver is kind of working on his plan, like, uh, I think it's another, like, like, chlorine chemical fog. Yeah. Uh, Tormund kicks the gun out of two different people's hands while handcuffed to a pipe. Yeah, he's
0: pretty awesome. <laughs>
1: um, and, uh, MacGyver had also, uh, hooked up a uh, inner tube to... Uh, I guess it's an... I guess it's an air tank because it didn't sound like an air compressor was yeah, running.
0: Yeah, no, no. It sounds like it's just... It was already compressed air that's just being released into the inner right. tube.
1: And so the inner tube's filling up inside of the cab of a truck and uh, once... It explodes. It kind of distracts some of the guards. See, I thought
0: what was going to happen is eventually it was going to be laying on the horn.
1: That's what I thought, too. But it's
0: wrapped around the steering wheel on the wrong side. Right. So it wouldn't be able to press on the horn.
1: Exactly. It's just. I guess it was just a...
0: But it seems like if he did just put it in front, it would have eventually just been laying on the horn. Instead of having to yeah. listen for a pop sound.
1: And that that's a, also an equally good distraction. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, well, the explosion draws off some of the guards. Right. And so MacGyver comes in and just starts throw, lobbing the, uh, the the two chemicals so that they mix on the ground. Right. And I guess it's like a really. It's like. This is like a worse chemical fog than before because MacGyver has the foresight thought to take a gas mask. Yeah,
0: he's it. actually like trying to protect himself. I don't yeah. know if it's a fatal type thing or yeah. a permanent damage type thing. I think it's just something that you just wouldn't want to go through, like a right. tear gas type.
1: But it doesn't stop him from. Taking a huge whiff of one of the chemicals before yeah, yeah. He, he he can read the bottle, but yeah. instead he opens it up and just goes
0: <laughs> I like to judge with my nose whether or not this label is correct.
1: <laughs> then you dip your finger in if your Get finger a taste of it. <laughs> if, your, if your finger doesn't come out, then yeah. that was acid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh then Toberman in the in the confusion, like Farber runs off and Toberman's still handcuffed just full on braces on own Yeah, handcuffs. he just snaps
0: the handcuffs off. Which <laughs> apparently he could have done this whole time.
1: Yeah. He wasn't motivated though yet. Right. He and, needed a spinach. And uh so uh Toberman catches up with Farber and is like has him like leaning over the railing and he keeps getting like flashes of him assaulting his captain.
0: And and in his head knowing that this is not the right thing to do and right. he doesn't want to go through court martial again.
1: Um, again, you can I mean, double court martial. But that's
0: what in his brain he's thinking oh, okay. like that. That was the consequence of that. This is I don't want to go through all that again. So yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. And meanwhile, the police are showing up because Farber stupidly called them on himself. Yeah, because he yeah. essentially uh, he said, "Oh well, there's a guy on the grounds attacking people. You need to yeah. send someone right away," because they wanted to have multiple calls leading up to the murder. Yeah.
1: So to, to justify. The justifiable murder of Toberman, right. who's already killed one of their employees today. Yeah. Uh,
0: and it's, has presumably killed a second yeah. with Grade. But they save Grade.
1: Uh, yeah, so MacGyver talks Toberman down, which I think he still would have been. He wouldn't have done it anyway. Yeah. Um, and while the police are arriving and arresting Grade for... I don't know why they're arresting him, but they are. Yeah. Um, but he grades us like... Probably for murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> they they, they solved the crime yeah
0: they already figured it out
1: um your, your handprints were all over this guy yeah um and very, <laughs> it's like why didn't, weren't you wearing gloves uh uh but great is just like yeah the guy up there farber he made me kill my best friend <laughs> like, like what yeah and then like... you
0: trusted him to not try and kill you
1: I was like, he, he did everything. I'll testify. I'll tell you everything you need to know. He
0: made me murder people. I mean, he murdered people. Uh, can I can I retract that?
1: Yeah, uh, used against you later in a court of law.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I plead the fifth.
1: <laughs> can you read me my rights first? Then I'll talk. <laughs> uh, so we can we get that's all we kind of get from Farber. We don't. The resolution comes in like the classic Act Act Five roundup. Yeah. Uh, Where Pete is like, oh, we didn't just close down one chemical company, we closed down a bunch of them. Yeah. And uh, and it's all thanks to you, Toberman, kind of thing. Yeah. And so Toberman's like, yeah, I'm going back up to my mountain. And MacGyver's (laughs) gonna give me a ride. Yeah. Uh, So as MacGyver returns to give him a ride, MacGyver comes bearing a gift. Right. A gorgeous freaking puppy.
0: Yeah. Um, Who will show up next week. Yeah. I assume. The adult version of The adult puppy.
1: version, yeah. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a husky.
0: It is a husky, right? All
1: right. I didn't know if it was a mix.
0: I think it's just a straight husky pup. Okay. It's a cute
1: one. Very cute. And like and Toberman is just like going full of, of mice and men on yeah. it. Yeah. Like, stroking it really hard. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> the most beautiful thing ever.
0: When are we going to see the rabbits, George?
1: <laughs> uh...
0: Um, on Nick Sweeto's MacGyver Project blog, he mentioned that he he reached out to, uh, Emily Kuroda, who, uh, explained that originally her character ran off with Toberman at the end of the episode, <laughs> but at the last second they changed it out for a puppy, which is crazy. <laughs> like, it's, it's already crazy racist that they were like, oh, he can't tell the difference between his Vietnamese wife and this Japanese American yeah. attorney. And also, she doesn't care as long as he likes her. <laughs> and then, but instead, then they switch that out like, what would be the same as him ending up in a relationship with this attorney? I know, let's give him a puppy. <laughs> so she she had made the point that she basically lost out on her story point to a puppy. <laughs> and she was disappointed with it, but I think this ending makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, it's still yeah. a little crazy. Not that she didn't do a great job in the mm-hmm. episode. She was fine. Because there's
1: nothing to set up their relationship.
0: Yeah, except for the one moment where he's confusing his flashback with her walking mm-hmm. through the courthouse, which is just just kind of weird.
1: Yeah. Like she's sympathetic towards him. Yeah. Obviously. Like, you know, she she's the one who tells, like, no, you didn't kill her.
0: She but there's no other, like, romantic encounter exactly. at all in the episode. So it would have seemed like oh, well, he likes Asian women. <laughs> so they yeah. ended up together and uh I I, I mean, as long as they would have set it up, it would have been fine. But completely unprompted, that would have been a very strange way to end the episode. Um, But, But, yeah,
1: yeah, the puppy's better. The puppy is better.
0: (laughs) Um, I mean,
1: it's it's better, it's funnier knowing now that story. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always think, though, that it's... That it's weird to get a puppy as a gift for someone. Yeah. I mean, Especially if you're not getting the same breed of the puppy that they had before. Right. Because maybe they have a specific reason for getting the kind of dog they did. I also feel like people like to pick out their pets. Yeah. And it, uh, it always seems weird to me when someone's like, hey, I got you a thing without consulting you or right. having your specific input.
1: I um, mean, I, I guess they because they knew he had a dog. Yeah. But it's like, like uh, uh, people with my, my, my dad's family. My, my family. I don't yeah. know why I said my dad's family. My but dad's family. My dad's side of the family keeps saying, oh, you should get a dog. We should get you a dog. And my dad's all, don't get me a dog. Yeah. And.
0: Then they get him a dog.
1: No, yeah. It's like he, he, he keeps hammering that home because he doesn't want to not so, say anything. Yeah. Because he feels like if he doesn't say, don't get me a dog. Then a dog will show up. Exactly. Yeah. Plus we have a cat. Yeah. It's a wonderful cat. Yeah. Um. This is this is a good episode. Yeah, I, I I like, you know, I know we're getting a like we're getting a lot more environmentally friendly.
0: The double cross here is is a particularly exciting mm-hmm. point in the show, especially since they actually threw someone off a building, which is yes. Yeah.
1: Nice. And then another double cross comes later, which which I think at this point you should. We should, yeah,
0: everyone should have seen coming, especially yeah. grade.
1: He should go. Wait, home. you would
0: turn on one of your own employees uh,
1: twice in a day? Yeah.
0: I, th- I thought for sure I had to tell at least tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I just killed a guy for you, so you know I'm reliable. Why are you going to kill the more reliable guy?
0: Yeah. Um, he was my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> you got a strange way of showing that, buddy.
1: Oh, man, that's just the worst. That
0: grade's going to have to throw away his BFF locket. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, can I, can I get that off his body? <laughs> I'm the closest thing to family he had.
0: <laughs> and I killed him.
1: He would have wanted it that way. <laughs> I would have wanted it this way!
0: <laughs> the whole way down. I mean, I, did, I do want it this way.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, tenses, I always forget. Crash.
1: Good, how, far,
0: how long of a drop is this? This is a much taller building than I realized. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> At least I know now that he'll guarantee he'll be dead in yeah. the hits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a this is an okay episode. I liked it.
0: Also, another quick note from Costa again mm-hmm. about uh, last week we had mentioned on the show that it it seemed like this little scene on the guitar was kind of Richard Dean Anderson. Had said, "Hey, you know, I can play guitar. Yeah, if yeah. you guys want to include a little bit of me playing the guitar, and uh, apparently it's even more than that." Costa says that uh, Richard Dean Anderson actually wrote the piece that you hear him playing on the guitar. That's amazing. Um, so not only is he performing it himself, but he actually wrote the music, and then it becomes the sort of love theme that they play over the montages of them developing a relationship and everything. I think that's about it for this one. Yeah. Um, uh, if you have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash Podcast or our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. As always, if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes and tune in next week. We're going to be covering season three, episode 17 mask of the wolf. Oh. So we're going to get Bruce McGill back in here. Yes. Um, so much get... Bruce
1: McGill this season. Yeah. A lot it's of it. how
0: it should be. It's been good. And we've kind of phased out Nikki a lot, yeah. which has been oh, nice. So we're actually heading into a, um, a Bruce McGill block. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get more of him, uh, before we reach the end. We're not, we're not far from the end of the season here. Yeah. We have four more episodes this season. Um, yeah. And then we get to start next season with the uh, Ghostbusters. Yes. So that's fun. Oh, there's so, um, there's a good, lot good, stuff good stuff coming up. Coming up. Yeah. yeah. So um, stay tuned for that. And thank you for listening.
1: Thanks. <laughs>